I've, I've played uh, Monster Hunter World like three out of the last seven days. Like if you look at the number of hours, it's just, oh, gosh. It's just I, I, that's the way I do. I just like Call of Duty is not even on my radar because I'm so into Monster Hunter World right now. Oh man, like, how you doing on Iceborne? I, I'm at the end game again, grinding. Nice, but it, it's it's so much fun. Like it, it was so difficult, like getting up to the end again. It felt mm-hmm. like it was at least as long as the the base game. Yeah, it's just, just so many games out, man. I just can't. I hadn't even touched it. I've been playing WoW lately, dude. It's just kind of caught. It's just so weird. There's something about that game that just uh, it just recaptured, you know, everything again. I mean, I don't know what it is. We talked about it. It's learning. It's learning a system, man. I'm telling you. I saw where EverQuest is releasing a new expansion. It's just really wow. You you feel like it's it's useless in all other areas of life, but you're. World of Warcraft knowledge is invaluable to being successful in that world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, it's like you you want to use what you know because it's just gonna it's worthless otherwise. It's quick skill building, man. I mean, you want to be strong, you gotta go to the gym for six months. But you want to be strong there, you just go. You know, or you want to be a good fisherman, you got to learn all the different tools. I, I, I use that as an example. That's what I was doing right before we started this. You want to? You just got to spend time and clicking and getting the gear and all this on uh, World of Warcraft just a lot quicker. But it's fun, man. It's really it's so much fun. So y'all all be proud of me. I can't tell you the last time I put Destiny Two in my PlayStation. I, I, I knew it was going to be something about Destiny. <laughs> I hadn't played it. It's been in, in there for about six years. <laughs> you just <laughs> B, B, BL, BL3 has been taking all my time. It, when I turn it on, Borderlands Three. You just sour from it, or just hadn't had any interest it just hadn't drawn me in shadow keep hadn't just given me anything although i will say the halloween thing that's coming up for it it's uh the festival of the lost they brought the uh broom sparrows back so i might have to go get me a broom well what's cool what's cool about monster hunter is uh they've already released like a huge update like they added another monster rajang i think he was from one of the older games but it, a beastly guy it's just it's like I, f- I feel sorry for anybody that's not like playing it at the rate i'm playing it because it it seems like you're going to get <laughs> behind really fast because yeah he already kicked kicked my tail and i'm like in game specs again but i used to love those little events they would do all right well appreciate everybody joining us again for another hnk video game experience this is hollywood cole the gentleman gamer here with Clearfire, the bad dad gamer, and Coach RX, the what? What is it again? Periodically compulsive gamer. The PCG. <laughs> Periodically compulsive gamer. <laughs> here with you again for another HEK video game experience where we'll discuss all things modern retro and video games and just the general geeky culture. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the old school Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, going back retro and just kind of a fun little thing that we decided to do, posted it on Facebook, talking about uh, asking people, you know, what are some of the creative ways you got your NES to work? We all know that it was, uh, you know, not the most reliable system. It'll eventually work, but uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Why? And just some funny ways. There's a lot of funny stuff that, that popped up. 
from there and then just just kind of just some of our own experiences but uh but anyway man so you kind of kind of got the little gist of what we're talking about monster hunter i've been playing that lately i have not been doing it but i knew that coach was i was thinking about that the other day man about how we all used to game on monster hunter that was a lot of fun and i was wondering if you did get iceborne apparently you did yeah so yeah you uh that insect glaive that's one of the few things i've never tried it just it seems like I'd have to learn how to play the game all over again. <laughs> yeah, it and seems I, like that with all these weapons, man. I mean, that insect glaive, mm-hmm. I never played it until this Monster Hunter World, and uh, I love it, man. The, the, way, it, the way it tends to work <clears throat> is like your your upgrade materials and stuff are, are so rare that you pretty much have to commit to one thing. Yeah. Um, you can't be just like yep. playing around uh, with stuff that you're – not really comfortable with because it ain't gonna work in the, uh, yeah. in the end game yeah hey, i tried to go to that oh, training room man and use like a heavy hammer or a sword and it's just so sluggish what, what, just couldn't what, do one it. thing in one thing in iceborne they did do that i like is that stupid pole i never could hit it it wasn't like a, <laughs> it wasn't a yes. very good practice tool but now you can change it to where there's just this humongous wagon there so you can Actually, oh, see nice. your damage numbers. The thing about the insect glaive is that you know it shoots an insect out or whatever, and you want a fast one. They're they're different speeds, and uh, so if you, and you got to hit the monster um, in certain areas. So there's three different colors: there's red, white, and green. Uh, red, white, and orange, but he can turn green as well. So red is for power, white is for speed, orange is for something else. I don't remember. Um, and green will just heal you and you got to hit the monster in certain areas to get the bug to turn green and then you got to recall it. All right. And so, um, you can still fight without having all of those glowing, which so you sew it out, it hits the monster, turns red, you recall the bug. So you get your little red box checked up there in the right corner and then it's only temporary. All right. And then you get the white and the yellow. And then are the white and the orange, and then it pops up flashing or whatever that you got all of those, and now you're super powerful, and then you start doing damage. So that's the only kind of drawback with the insect glaive is that you without you get so used to having those three, like you can't you can't swing. You, like if you jump in the air and you push a light attack, he'll just come down with one pow. If you don't have them filled up, if you do have them filled up, he'll do it. He'll twist it and spin across it and just you'll hit him fifteen times as opposed yeah. to once. So that's, it's, that's, that's kind of the way the, the charge blade is, you know, what I play primarily is like the same stuff you do is either very weak or very strong based on, you know, the files is what they're called that build up. You have to like hit it, build it up, charge it, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah. It's just like if you didn't research the whole process beforehand, you're just like, you feel really weak. But, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it seems like every every weapon is kind of like that to some extent. Well, see, that's why I like the dual blades is because you can go into rage mode at any time and just go to town on on an enemy. You know, one of my favorite moves is to jump up and do the spin move that he just starts rolling that, down the back of the animal and that, comes off the tail. That's the coolest I mean, one. And, 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 and when you build up the rage in in that, you actually become powerful for a while, and it's just crazy how much damage you can do quickly. The problem is is you're always having to be right under the monster or right on top of the monster, and if they just look at you funny, they blast you. Yeah. I mean, that you've got to be prepared to either dodge, roll, or you know whatever to get out of the way because, I mean, they, they, they can smoke you really easy, but it's fun to Evade extender. 
that, yeah. that's, that's the, the only thing that's always it's always frustrated me about Monster Hunter is how just stuff just walks around and, and hurts you. It's like mm-hmm. I understand if a dragon breathes fire at me, <laughs> but if he just walks to the other side of the room, his leg will hit me and I'll go flying. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get so mad. <laughs> Well, uh, here's the thing about these games, man. I mean, the way you guys are talking about it earlier, uh, you know, makes me really want to get it. But, you know, we just think about this for, I just think about this way you're talking. I hadn't gotten it yet because there's really, you know, World of Warcraft came out in August. I had the Mana Collection. I think it came out at the beginning of September, which is a great game. Not for everybody, I'm sure. It's just a retro secret of Mana stuff for the Switch. The Wind Waker, um, no, what was it? Uh, Link's Awakening came out. I got that on Switch. A Dragon Warrior 7, or Dragon Warrior, I'm getting them all wrong. The, the new Dragon Warrior came out on Switch 11. Um, I hadn't even opened it yet. Uh, Borderlands Cas- 3. That Castlevania-looking game. What? That Castlevania-looking game. It's like a side-scroller, like retro. Oh, Bloodstained. Um, yep. Yeah. That, that was one I got. So all these games are out. Um, I want to play that. Uh, there's not no way I'm going to get involved in Dragon Quest right now. Um today or tonight like right as we we're speaking uh there's modern probably warfare. a line yeah a line at gamestop yeah. for modern warfare which i'm going to get tomorrow and get on that imagine are how you, many people took off work tomorrow yeah a lot They're are you getting it coach i probably tomorrow? will i will but it's just like i'm bad about i'll buy a new game just because it's release day and all the yep. hype and i'm so you know caught up with monster hunter right now i kind of just forget about it yeah and uh, mm-hmm. I, I may just hold off for a little while that's the same thing for me but uh the the modern warfare multiplayers is a good it, antithesis to the uh antithesis to um i don't know how to pronounce that either but I know <laughs> what you mean. to uh to um world of warcraft where you get in there and you just a slow move and grind right. or whatever exactly. and you get exactly. in there and just kill it, it is uh and 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 the whole Going back and forth between like medieval sword and shield armor play versus modern, you know, automatic weapons and and body armor. I like to, I I, I like to go back and forth. Yeah, little, I so com too and World of Warcraft back in the day. Little, little, that, that's yeah. where Borderlands. That's where right. Borderlands comes into play. Valid. Play Borderlands, you get that that's back valid, and forth. And just inside that game, just inside that game itself, I'm loving crazy. Borderlands Three too. That's, God, that's a great game. So much fun. It's, they did great with it. Are you getting the Water Warfare clear? I don't know yet. I kind of has been. I've been on the fence on it. Um, I think I might jump on this one just for the hell of it because you know. And sorry for dropping that one, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think I'm going to jump on that one because, you know, all y'all are getting it, and it just seems like, you know, I can at least be some cannon fodder for y'all and have some fun doing that. I'm, I kind of miss those days of just running around, you know, not really caring if I live or die and I'm, just, you yeah, know, having I'm, a blast. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not very good at the multiplayer aspect of it either. But let me ask y'all this. I, I just, it just dawned on me. I think I've done a lot of games an injustice over the years because I'll try to play several games from the same genre at the same time. And I'll inevitably like one more than the others. And yeah. Just forget, not, you know what I'm saying? Yep. It's, it's kind of hard to describe. You don't give it a fair shake, man. Yeah. Because you're comparing it to the others. It's got a standard now. Uh, you got three, you're playing three games where you start, you know, in a, in a white robe with a rusty dagger 
<laughs> killing rats and slimes. Le- leveling up from there, you know, one of them is going to be, you're going to enjoy it more. Yeah. yeah. And it's almost like a, the, the release time is important as the game itself. You look it's back true. at it's ex- you look back it's extremely at, important. You look back at some of the these big, you know, recording artists over the years. If you released your album at the same time as the Beatles White album, what chance do you have of getting any type of recognition? But if you'd have just well, waited um, another well, year. just just for this for instance, um Borderlands three was slated to drop three days or three to five days before the new uh, Destiny 2 DLC was. You know what Destiny did? They moved theirs back a month. So that way they wouldn't be overlapped on that and be overshadowed. It wasn't because they needed more time to do anything. It's 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 purely of the fact that Borderlands 3 was going to be that big a game. I mean, Borderlands, Borderlands actually, I mean, to me, you know, generated and created the whole loot shooter game and really made it take off i know there's probably more before it but they were it was the 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 pinnacle of loot shooters it made it take off and everything and destiny of course is quote unquote a version of a loot shooter and i really feel like you know that was the only reason why they moved their release date just like you were talking about you don't want to release your album right around the same time the beatles drop an album i mean that's just suicide but but at the same time you know you said uh they had everything ready it was all about a scheduling thing i've also seen games where they'll they'll push the release when it's not even finished yeah. just to get it out there and you're essentially participating in the beta testing of the game you just paid 70 bucks for well a perfect example of that is the debacle they're having with the uh wwe game they just dropped the uh, wwe 2k20 it wasn't done at all like it's so terrible <laughs> a lot of the um a, a lot of the uh wrestlers faces are like melting like literally like they're going long and melting as they're fighting and wrestling and then there's also too some really like compromising positions that the refs are getting into in the middle of a fight like they're getting down on their hands and knees <laughs> in a place that they don't need to be getting on their hands and knees you know and it's 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 really bad the game has some really bad bu- bugs and flaws in it because it was rushed and um one of the uh developers that was on that actually pulled out as well and it's not on it anymore so it was the first time that this one developer has done it i forget which ones they, they were all but yeah it's it's they rushed the uh, to me. I think they rushed it on that one. Gotta get yeah. that get that revenue, and you can you yeah. can just hype up something to the point that people are just buy a flawed product. Well, remember back in the day, wrestling games had so much time between the next one. Now they're doing. 18 19 20 they're doing it every single year year. trying to do like the sports games and it's just not i don't think it's doing the games justice you know i like wrestling games i love the ones from back in the day i don't think that the games are getting done justice doing that and too like you're saying with that whole rush schedule it's just not getting a great product out there anymore i bought that ufc game that came out uh either last year the year before and i enjoyed it i mean it's just uh the fact that it was the the just this random product that just comes out, you know, as opposed mm-hmm. to something a sequel that they're trying to to push, it just it wound up being another. You're going to either grind in medieval, you know, Britain, or you're going to grind in a <laughs> wrestling game. <laughs> you yeah, that was talking about all the RPG elements up. in every game now. Oh, There's like yeah. RPG elements in every game. Got to level mm-hmm. up. That's true. 
the ones that give you eventually give you everything, I, I don't consider those role playing. That's just a lovingly about mechanic. Means to you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you're going to get it anyway. You're not, you're not playing a role. Like I want to play a d- more DPS. I want to be tougher. I want to be you know it's not a role. I just, just I, a, I don't think that that they appreciated what they developed back in the 70s. You know, with uh, Dungeons and Dragons, you essentially created a system where you can keep using the same thing over and over and over. It just becomes more difficult because your players have less hit points and their weapons deal less damage. Well, they level up suddenly the same monster that used to destroy you is back on even kill again. It's just, Mm -hmm. it created a a perfect environment to rehash content, you know, for lack of a better explanation. Yeah. Back in in Mega Man, you know, you either, (laughs) something kills you or it doesn't. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, or Mario, the 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 Kumba in the end of the game was the same as the Kumba at the beginning. You are. I'm so glad you referenced D and D. That's such a great reference there, because D and D really is the it's the culmination of all the RPG games that we've ever played. I mean, it really is. It's such a great game. Now, granted, for all you listeners out there that have never played D and D, it's it's paper based, it's imagination based, but I mean, that's where our video game RPGs came from, and that's like I just I love D and I played it a lot. And I miss playing it, so I just I don't think that was ever their intent. But not my, at all. My, most people will never appreciate the difference between a level one orc and a level ten orc, and a <laughs> nope. level three character. You know what I'm saying? It's like. <laughs> You, you you read orc on paper, you think this is the same thing. But, but you automatically role players think wonder what level he is. Yeah, that's going to uh, determine how yeah. tough. Yeah, he but really when is. you hear when you hear those just dice drop, gear. that's when your heart just sinks. <laughs> you hear all those dice go. You're like, oh god, I'm about to die. What is it? I mean, you just know all those damage dice hit, and it's just like, oh. What is he con? Yeah, I what is he con? That's why Monster Hunter. I think one of the initial reasons that it kind of piqued my interest was. We don't we don't think you should be able to fight a dragon by yourself. But mm-hmm. but Monster Hunter allows you to do that and it's well, freaking awesome. Here's the perfect RPG thing. Like so if you look at and I was thinking about this the other day, if I was gonna develop a game, what would I do? And so one of the things that frustrates me, kinda of like the orc thing, like you just look at World of Warcraft and you're pick a the orcs you you you're picking his look, you know, you wanna have a big braided beard. I mean you just wanna make him look tough earrings and his tusk you know and he just looks awesome but he runs up on a uh, a sewer rat you know and gets smoked you know and it's like dude this is a level one you know this is this this orc would never get killed by that but um you know something like that there's no sewer rats in world of warcraft but uh you know stuff like there's some little weak coyote or something spider yeah a spider yeah <laughs> and um point, so point taken what the, what the perfect one would be something to where it, and this is kind of what Monster Hunter does more on the skill level part, but the one that you, you know, if you're a level five and you are really good at fighting some kind of mechanics, and I think For Honor kind of tried to do this as far as shooters go, um, and you have to fight a level 10, it's not just stats based. If you can dodge at the right time and hit, you know, you might have to hit him 30 times as opposed to if you were even killed five times. 
But if you can time it right and you know his movements and you do that, then you can be more effective. You know what I'm saying? Basically, somehow, not just doing the stats-based combat and then more likely to win, but adding some skill into those statistics, I think that would be ideal. So um, those, those na- well, naked speedrunners. Yeah, naked speedrunners that are using low uh, that low-level weapons, I mean, that's, that's exactly what they're doing, and they're proving that you can do it and smoke it as long as you know the skills and mechanics. About? Well, Monster Hunter. Oh, no. it, Monster it, Hunter it, is a it, skill mechanic, yeah. Level. I'm talking I, about. I think Dark, Dark Souls, I think, was originally what started that. Demon mm-hmm. Souls-type games where you're one, you're a solo player fighting some, you know, seemingly unbeatable huge boss but there are you can roll around and avoid him and i, I think that uh that kind of what started it yeah to, started it off i need to check those out i played one and uh ran off in a graveyard and died and lost all my stuff and i didn't know what it's right at the beginning what too it's, far and it's right after it's you so, kill the first boss which took me a few times to kill but it's so those, dis- discouraging and difficult well it's just like when i started iceborne i had to pretty much relearn how to play the game here I am. I, I think I was like, I think I was about level 180 in game gear from the base game, you know, all the decorations, everything. And I go up to the first, like the weakest boss in the new expansion and just get wrecked. Oh, yeah. It, I did the same thing to me. I got smoked by that thing. <laughs> it, I have to totally like en- engross myself in one game and, you know. Yeah at a time that's the way you should do it and you know you think we talked about that i think robert from rob and rob was on here uh, a couple podcasts ago talking about how you when you're a kid you get like two games a year you know you're <laughs> kind of forced to to learn it yeah. and now that you can an adult you can afford especially in games that are a little cheaper one a week it, downloaded yeah you can go do you can download as many as you want a week for 10 bucks i mean you get, that's all one on Wii the other day for or i talked about that on switch for one cent <laughs> I saw. A, yeah. I saw like, a, why is it for one cent? What's the I saw point a, of that? A commercial just a second ago, actually tonight. You can get God of War and uh, Uncharted Four on that PS Now nine ninety nine a month prescription service. That and those mm-hmm. are great games that I paid one hundred twenty bucks for. But see that just that uh, just infor- reinforces the the point I'm making, right? That. Um, when you can just pick and shoot if you got playstation now this is why i I, I tried it for a little bit i didn't like it because as soon as one game gets difficult at all you just switch to another one you never get to you never play all the way Mm -hmm. through right so i'm trying to stop that a little bit what it's it's something like uh it's something like uh overload some type of information overload yeah like you just have so many options that um you can't focus on one specific thing it's kind of like that with the Super Nintendo games they put on the Switch that I played the Super Nintendo online, and you get on there and try to play Demon Crest, and, and you, you die, you don't figure it out, and you're just like, oh, whatever, I'll just do something else. Got something else so, I'm good at. <laughs> that's what happened with my Genesis Mini. I'm not going to lie, I got a game overload on that. You know I mean? It's only 40, what, 42 games on that thing, yeah. but still, it's 42 awesome games, and it's like, okay, I want to play this one. Okay, that didn't go too well. Okay, let me jump on this one. Okay, let me do this one. You know, and it basically, it's feeding my ADHD. Like, it's just, it's it's, it's the best and worst thing for me ever. Yeah, yeah. Another thing in, in that same exact vein is there when there's something like, I hate to keep using Monster Hunter, but that's just what I'm playing right now, is 
I'll usually give it like maybe four times. Um, and then I'm Googling it. You know, I'm not going to yeah. waste my time yeah, the same thing. trying to figure something out that someone else has already done, probably the day it released. And it's just, it's, it's lazy, but I, va- I value my time. Yeah, at, now it's, at, it's your time's more value. If you're a kid and you're just trying to figure it out. But, yeah. and, but man, you're about to open a whole can, a new can of worms talking about Googling something versus, you know, asking for help. That's something, that's one of my pet peeves on Facebook. You know, I'm sitting here watching all these gamer groups and everything, and they're all asking the most simple question like, where is this character? Well, the first answer should be that anyone should ever say to anybody that asks for help, it should be Google it. Because mm. really, you took more time to log on to Facebook than it takes for you to type in, where is this character yeah. in the freaking search bar of your browser? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's one of my biggest pet peeves. And so it's just I, like, I, I'm the same oh my way. God, why are you asking for the uh, most simplest thing when you all you have to do is Google it? And you wasted more time asking for it than you could have Google. I, I think the part of just the whole Facebook culture is just attention. People just want, they want that, that public, uh, I'll give you attention when you ask a stupid question. I was, well, I was brought up in the day. You ask a stupid question, you get a stupid answer. <laughs> well, when you're talking about all these games that are available, um, one of the good things that come out of this is that, uh, if you want to look at it that way, however you want to look at it is, um, that when you do find a game, um, like I want to have on that Genesis compilation, is like Shining Force Two, and it's a good RPG strategy RPG. Anyway, you get on that one, and all of a sudden it hooks you in, and you start playing again. Even Super Metroid did that to me. Even if you had all these games available to you, and you do find one that pulls you in, that just get lends credibility to how great a game wow, that actually yeah. is. Yeah, that's a good, great, great point. So. Um, well, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and jump into this uh, NES stuff, man. This is a pretty funny thing. So let's kind of give a little bit of a history. We won't go depth into Nintendo, but uh, one of the main problems why uh, the Nintendo had problems starting, um, this needs to be kind of addressed. So, <clears throat> you know, Atari's running the gaming market back in the 70s, early 80s. The video game market's crashed, and then we'll just leave it at that. So Nintendo comes along and uh, wants to start the video game market up again. Nintendo actually tried to sell the Nintendo to Atari, and they said, no, we don't want it. So Atari would have been back with the Nintendo, but they said they didn't want it because video games are crazy. You're not going to do it. So the Famicom in uh, Family Computer in the in Japan was just the NES as a top loader. Well, they moved it. They wanted to put it into the uh, America, right, the American market, but the Atari was a top loader. So if anything that had a cartridge that loaded in the top and you played with, they're going to say it's a video game. So they try to load it in the front. That's why our uh, Nintendo looks different than Japanese Nintendo. Um, and they called it a Nintendo Entertainment System, not a video game system. Um, so that's why we have that, because they knew VCRs were big in America, so they wanted to load it up in the front. So they wanted to try to, to redo that. So keep that in mind as we're talking. And they also, uh, one of the problems with Atari, uh, why it, um, one of the many reasons why it failed is that a lot of different developers were just making, or publishers were just throwing a bunch of crap out on the street and trying to get it to, uh, to sell. And uh, the consumer didn't know what was good or what was bad. They just knew that the, the publishers were making money, and so they would push them out, and there's no way to, there's no internet or anything like that. There's no video game magazines. 
So they were just like, ah, video games just suck. You know, they're just not that good. That's just kind of what the what the general consensus is was. So Nintendo came up with this marketing way that's now since been deemed illegal on how to uh, do their video games. Essentially, they would allow if let's just say, coach, you're a, a video game publisher. I'll allow you to release five a year, and that's it. So no matter how many you develop, you can only release five a year. So which ones are you going to release? You're going to release your best ones because you can only release five. Um, and we have to approve them as Nintendo. I have to approve it. And then clear, you're the same way. Um, you can only release five. And so you're going to release your best ones. And to try to make sure that there are no ones that don't get my Nintendo official seal of quality, I'm going to put a lockout chip in to where... Uh, is some technology that only we know about proprietary and we're going to, you got to buy your cart. By the way, you got to buy your cartridges of your games from me. So every, we had complete control of anything that happened on Nintendo, but, uh, and, but that also gave us complete control of whatever happened on Nintendo. So um, we could control the market. So the lockout chip was a big deal. That's what happens when you flat, when the thing flashes is saying, you know, it could be that we don't read the lockout chip or, you know, we're just obviously just a bad connection. Most of the time it's lockout chip stuff. So <clears throat> that's what all that is. And we all went to Video Visions or Pops or Rogers Reynolds or Jitney Jamie. Jungle or wherever. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere in Hillsboro or wherever. Uh, yeah, forget about the Hillsboro one. <laughs> to rent. Yeah, I saw the rent. Um, NES carts and you go home, plug it in and it's sitting there flashing, not really working good. So what do we, uh, what do some, you know, there's some universal ones. Why did it, what did everybody do? So what did you do uh, coach? If you wanted to get yours to work? Well, the, the, the original was blue. I think the, the very first blue screen I recall was on a television, not a computer screen. It would do that. It would do the, the black and grainy, it was very random, but it obviously wasn't working. <laughs> and the, the thing that worked for me the, the best was actually to, somebody came along and actually posted in that thread after I did. You could put the cartridge, like, not all the way in to where it would create friction when you yeah. pressed it down so it wouldn't pop back up. But before that, I would just stick another tape on top of it that would hold it down. <laughs> And it just, I never really thought about it until you just said that about the top load versus the front load. But that little, I guess it was a, whatever the information chip was inside of the tape yeah. was the same thing as the Atari. You're just sticking it in. Like yeah, this, it's the exact the thing. And the whole, something about the sticking in, then press down seems like a, an unnecessary step. <laughs> yeah, to press down. Cre- creating a, a, an opportunity to mess up but yeah. that, that was usually the way the way i handled it all right what about you clear so it just really depends and going back to what coach said you know because you got the random screens you either got the fuzzies or you got the blinking color screens and depending on what i got is depending on what i did if i got the fuzzies i take out the cart and i'd blow in it and it's funny that i'm thinking about this now because blowing in that <laughs> cart or tape you know is actually really bad because you're actually you know when you're blowing you know you got moisture in there and moisture with electronics is a totally terrible thing to do but you know i would blow on it if i got the fuzzies 
and stick it in and hopefully it would work. And then if I didn't, if I got the the blinking lights, I would do kind of like what Coach was saying, you know, not stick it all the way in there and press it down real hard to get that friction to make it just like slam in and it would work. And it's like, okay, well, I guess those those work then, you know, it would do all this stuff that probably was actually damaging my system. I've, I've got a, I've just got to a, make it work. A, a green t-shirt I got several years ago. It's just a, uh, a green shirt. It has a Nintendo tape on it and it says, blow me. Yeah, and, and it's like it, that is such. Everybody knows it's that pop culture now. Yeah, man. it is. It's it's such a that uh, was. You would think that since that was the most popular one, that that would be the most effective method. And I think it. You know, everybody knew to blow effective. in the Nintendo tape. You know, so ironically, you know, they say that it works, and and uh, and like they got shirts about it now. That's kind of what I would do is blow in the thing. I would do all kind of things. I'll tell you about in a minute. Um, we got also on the thread cleaner with a Q-tip and alcohol, right? Now, it's another method that people use that claims to work. But just funny, on the back of the Nintendo tape, it says, do not immerse in water, which is what you're – obviously, don't want to immerse it, but it's what you're talking about, clear, blowing in there. Um, and then do not clean with benzene, thinner, alcohol, or other such solvents. Everybody did those things, and that's what made it work. <laughs> there was the rumor that for a while that um, – that you're talking about when you put it in if it's a pink screen oh that means we got to push reset you know three times if it's a blue screen oh that means this. everybody thought you know they had it figured out when we were kids you know it's a different that's that screen is a oh, different color see. they're mm-hmm. like it's color coded um but um yeah so the the two nes carts a lot of times i'd blow everybody blow into the cart somebody get the cart rub it on the shag carpet, let the carpet fibers get in there and touch it, you know? And then if that didn't work, you can blow into the Nintendo itself. Everybody <laughs> tried that every so often. I, you know? I, I forgot about the whole uh, <laughs> whole reset and press power. That's like when you call uh, tech support nowadays and they tell you to reboot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, try this most basic step first and it never Unplug worked. Your- Unplug. I've already unplugged my Nintendo. No, no. Take the plug out of the back so it, so your all the power will will, will basically disintegrate down. It's like that ain't how yeah. that works. Yeah, y'all remember those uh those black sleeves that came with Nintendo oh, tapes? Yeah. It, it was like di- yeah. black and diagonal in the front. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, the very first time I took the tape out of that was the last time it ever went in it. That <laughs> yeah. that, that, that would have eliminated yeah. any need to ever blow it. You know. Uh, yeah. And so, um, so, uh, so here's some, here's some of that we, that we saw. So clean with alcohol tips. Yep. Even though it says don't do it, but that one was a good one. Uh, the two NES carts to hold it down. Um, even after we talked about a little bit on the dragon warrior, uh, podcast where I did the morning star on top of the Nintendo and it cracked the top of it and busted it. It was just flash, flash, flash. So the only solution was put another Nintendo tape in or a roll of socks or something like that to push it down. And it worked perfect. It worked better after that because you hit forced you to do that. All right. Um, here's one that I remember doing all the time. You'll remember it now that I, that I say you, you put the Nintendo tape into the into the Nintendo and you make it there. Here's the edge of the Nintendo where it's just flush enough to where it makes a pop when it goes yeah. in. Yeah, that's what, that's what Mitch was saying earlier yeah, with, the, I, with the friction. And that's what I said uh, too. Yeah, you slam it down, <laughs> but you yeah. pop and make it slide. And like somehow that mm-hmm. makes it it clicked in place. You know, it made a clicking sound. Clicked in place. That's supposed, supposed to make it work. And <laughs> um, and some people swear by that. No, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. Um, the fam. There's a thing out there, a Famicom to NES converter. It actually says if it's flashing to hold the reset for three to five seconds, 
which does absolutely nothing. So we're learning here that Nintendo trying to tell us how to get their system to work have just no idea how to get their system to work. Don't blow in it. Don't clean it with alcohol. Everybody does that. And hold reset for three seconds. Three to five seconds does nothing. Because it's just a bad connection, right? Uh, a lot of people push reset really fast to try to get it to work. I remember that. <laughs> uh, Let me ask y'all this. Did, y'all, did either one of y'all ever buy one of the official Nintendo cleaning sets? Oh, yeah. I did. I had it. <laughs> they thought that was that's the solution right there. That's what's going on. It's nope. dirty. It's just dirty. Everybody thinks it's because it's dirty, and that's not. And we're going to tell you why here at the end of this. Um, but here's one that I didn't ever try. I never even heard of anybody do, but people will swear by this one, too. They would just turn the Nintendo upside down <laughs> with the game I've in I've done there. that a few times. <laughs> if there was Google back then, I would have tried it. But yeah. all you had was what your friends had tried. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I had. maybe what Nintendo Power said. Between my TV stand, between my little TV stand and my and my um, dresser, it had just a small little gap there. And if my Nintendo wasn't working right, every once in a while I'd stick it in between that gap, and it would hold it, you know, up sideways. And for some reason, it started working then. I know. For some reason, it started working. Okay, cool, it's working then. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Leave it alone. Let's play the game. If you get too excited, you jerk the control too fast. It'll it'll freeze. Lose your game. Breathe on it. Before before the cloud and and even just saving in general, you would lose everything back then. Yep. You, know, you gotta Yeah, it's no you, you got you go to sleep and leave the Nintendo on and just pause it and it. turn the television off and hope your parents didn't find it. Sometimes I put a freeze. piece of black tape over my Nintendo over my power light on my Nintendo. That's smart. So that way at night I could turn it all, you know, turn my T V off. <laughs> my parents wouldn't know my Nintendo's still sitting there it's, on. It's amazing how resourceful people are whenever you know you're put in a situation to where there's no no other uh solution <laughs> yeah one of the solutions that tried and true for me was to take your hand this open palm and it's got to be your right hand and you hit the <laughs> if, if your face of the nintendo is facing you you hit the right side of the nintendo pop that's like man there's some kind of component in there you just slap it and then it jerks it into the place and then it'll work it's happened many a times and worked so talking about this is reminds me of one thing that I tried one time that was pretty you know it, it stupid. Then now that I think about it, I took a roll of masking tape instead of sticking a Nintendo, it, another cart in to, on top of the other cart while it was in the system. I stuck a roll of masking tape in there to keep to Hold keep everything down. down and held tight. And I was like, well, the tape's got some kind of special bonder in there. It'll keep it down and everything, keep it better than everything else. So let's just do that. <laughs> I, I seem to remember now that you mentioned that of doing, I did something to like increase the the diameter of the tape itself. So that, mm-hmm. that would hold it in as opposed to uh, something wedging something. I may have wrapped the, the thing in a couple of layers of tape like a golf club. <laughs> yeah, I got two wrap. I got two wraps on uh, Dragon Warrior Two, one wrap on Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it depends on all the games are different, man. And then yeah. um, I, like, I like two wraps on my wedges. So Spencer <laughs> Russian says, throw the tape down, go outside and shoot the bur- and shoot birds with BB guns. So uh, I guess he just gave up on trying. But it, but it's, <laughs> it's it's also interesting from the from the uh, perspective of. You had to figure it out back then or you're screwed. Like mm-hmm. um, I, I went to the eye doctor um, in McGee. I guess it's been about a month ago now, but I came back and 
um, AT&T had cut my um, C Spire um, internet line while they were burying my phone line. So I've got no internet. And uh, I wanted to play a game. So I just, you know, connected my PlayStation to my cell phone internet, which seems like totally space age in 1985. But back then, if your Nintendo didn't work, you might be left without anything else to do, you know. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Saturday, but Saturday go outside night. and shoot birds with BB gun. But, I mean, <laughs> there's a certain period you just nothing to do. Maybe it's raining. Maybe it's, you know, late Sunday night and you're off for school the next day and you want to stay up. I mean, it, you had to come up with something. Yeah, you just kept trying to do it. It's so commonplace. I remember being, um, this was probably 10 years ago, just talking to a buddy and and we weren't talking about games or anything, but we were just like, Hey, uh, I was over at my buddy's house. And then, um, we, we, he found, he went in his closet and we found his old, his, this old Nintendo. And, you know, we got it out. We said, Oh, let's play this game. This is Ninja Turtles. All right. So it took us 20 minutes to get the Nintendo working and whatnot. But anyway, then we started and it's just so commonplace in talking, you know, it's like 20 minutes to get the Nintendo yeah, working right. before you can play this game. And it's not that it's that old. That's the way that it used to be, you know, after so long. Um, and it's so just let me so ask common. You, this. You, you bring up a really good good thing that I think is going to be a good topic. So do you think that we would have as many people playing games nowadays if they had to take 20 to 30 minutes to get their system to work? <laughs> you know, if you had to yeah. spend the, the 20 to 30 minutes to get it to fire up a game, do you think we'd actually still have all the gamers we have today? Well, that loading screens is a big deal. And um, Monster Hunter is awful. Like, if, yeah. if I have one gripe, that's what it is. But now they have this area, the end game content is called the Guiding Lands. And you just, you pretty much go there. It has a pretty pretty good load screen. But when you kill a boss, another boss comes. So there's three, you know, raid level, boss level monsters always. And you just... Pretty much stay there, hope what you need spawns, and you keep playing until you get sick of it. And uh, a lot of people have chimed in about how much better the XP rate is in the Guiding Lands as opposed to, you know, doing the old investigations back in the day. But everyone seems to think it's just because you're not constantly loading. You're loading in, kill the monster, load out, bring up another one, and you're just... You don't realize yeah. it, but you're spending 15 minutes out of every hour looking at a loading screen. And it's not exactly the same thing, but um, gamers just seem to be a lot more patient with respect to that than the general public. Most, That's people, true. most people don't even want to wait in line at the grocery store. I mean, that's why you got now you can order your groceries before you get there and have somebody put it in the back of your car. You just drive up, open your trunk, they put it in the back of your car, you drive off, you ain't got to pay anybody. And you pay it all online, and it's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, people wait on queues on World of Warcraft for, you know, an hour or two, or um, like you said, load it, or even when you download an update or something, you're just like, dude, and you're sitting there waiting. But you're right, if, if, you, if that happened every time you cranked up the game to where let's wait 30 minutes before we can even jump into it, I don't think so. I mean, I really don't because it's just like there's like many times that we've, we've probably all experienced this to where let's just take Borderlands 3 is an easy, easy example to where you're like, man, I just don't feel like cranking it up and kind of getting back and figuring out where I'm at on the story and just taking that extra time. I just want to get on and play. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but then once you got on and played, you'd be into it and you'd, you know, right back into it for, you know, an hour or two. So if I knew I had to wait for 30 minutes because just to hope it worked, um, I probably wouldn't be doing it. I say that we did all did that with Nintendo, but of course that was an all new thing back then. We didn't know any better anyway. We just thought that's what, just how it is with all of them. When you rented, when you rented a game, you know, you're just like, matter how long this is going to take me to get to work. And it'll eventually work, but I mean, you can spend an hour or, or more mm-hmm. on there well, trying to just, that, that, to that's, work. that, that's always been a, a, a huge, um, if you call it a hang up or, an issue in the PC gaming community used to every almost every game I bought I, when I got home I'd have to tweak my computer to get it to run. And oh that, man! But that was all all settings, you know. Uh, turning the graphics down, you know, maybe download some drivers. And the Nintendo was just it, it either there's nothing you could do. Yes, you, just, you <laughs> hold your mouth right, maybe tweak a <laughs> wire here or there. But um, I I guess I never really appreciated it. But I guess you, when you really in, enjoy gaming, you're willing to put up with a little crap, you know, to to get it to get it to work for you. Well, here's the solution for all the Nintendo to get it to work. Obviously, so just we'll just hear me out. There's a better one, but this is the main solution. If you got a Nintendo at home. All it is is the connectors, and this was discovered by none other than David Gat, uh, Clark, David Clark, <laughs> back in the day, because Trey, his uh, son, is a friend of mine, he'd go over there and he'd start just sm- smacking Nintendo around, you know. So all I got to do is hit it, man, and it works, you know. And he, and, he, and David would be like, stop hitting it. I told you what to do. And if you go in there and put your fingers on each side of the cart just go ahead and turn it on and then you just barely move it left or right you're just trying to find that sweet spot for the connector and you barely move the nintendo tape left or right while it's in there in there push down and then once you see it start to show up on the screen like it's flashing still the title screen you just push reset and then you're there you're just trying to get that connector what happens is a 72 pin connector in the back and keep pushing that card in and pushing it down, it starts to bend those connectors. And so uh, them trying to um, not do a top loader caused those problems. And it's amazing, really, when you think about it, how it still was so popular um, in a, a system that took so long to get to work. It's amazing that it lasted as long as they did. Yeah, exactly. So um, I guarantee the Famicom didn't have these problems. I've never even played a Famicom. Atari never had these problems. And your Super Nintendo's right on the top. Didn't have the problem. All right. Um, the new, I got the USB Retro. It is a front loader, but you don't push down. It's just, all it is, it, you might as well be a top loader. It's not the same thing. But you can replace the pin connector in yours if you have it and you want to do that. Some of them I've actually seen, um, and they talk about this, and I think I took a picture of it. But you put the game in and don't push it down and turn it on. And sometimes it'll work that way. But if you push down, it won't work. So you just leave it not pushed down and it'll work. Mm. So, um, yeah, there's all kind of little ways to do it, man. But it's pretty funny to just think about how that is. And, of course, they went top loader with everything else after that. And I'm sure they realized the problem. I think I think a lot of it was probably aesthetic, you know, like, uh, that's exactly you put, why they you did put, it you first. You put the game in there, close it, and it becomes a perfect, perfect rectangle. VCR. 
Yeah, no, VCR, exactly. VCR, you put it in there, the tape disappears. It's gone. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's just very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's the same mechanical feature as a VCR. When you put it in there, it goes in and drops down. You know, mm-hmm. us Americans, we liked things that were the same. Uh, yeah, probably, and so it was just, it went in, drops down, goes in, drops it, down, you know, everything. So probably had some, some psychologists involved in that. Even the original CD players, you would, you would put the CD, play, CD in there until it got to a certain point and then it would suck it in and, it, <laughs> and it's gone, you know. And well, I guess I, I guess a lot of disc drives are still that way, but yeah, it's just to keep it steady in place. All they did that front loader was just for the. I mean, it's just documented. I mean, that that's what in their all their books is simply just because they didn't want a top loader because it reminded people of video games, and they knew that the VCR was popular and that it was an entertainment system. It's so crazy. we're going to do it that way. How much, so, how, um, how much psychology is involved that has no, nothing to do with game design? Everything, man, with uh, games, marketing, it's it's unreal. But anyway, yep, appreciate you guys joining, man. That was a lot of fun to talk about. And I like getting to these, uh, getting to some of these topics, um, especially when we get Coach on here. It's fun to really just chop up uh, some of the funny stuff. We wanted to do this one because um, it was going to be simple and short. But um, yeah, so we, we originally did a podcast um, a couple weeks ago. And it's got some very technical issues. And so we weren't able to release that. The new operating system for Mac came out, jacked up Audacity. It's hard to edit. So that's why we've been kind of slacking. So I wanted to release this one just to, uh, you know, something fun to do. We didn't have to do a whole lot of research on it and uh, and get that out there. So we're going to come back with, with podcasts. So, but um, but anyway, that's, that's kind of what the plan was for this. So, um, but coach, uh, yeah, I knew that something like this would be a lot of fun to do. Oh, with your insights, so I appreciate you joining us, man. It was fun. Always, this this always, was a fun one. Always a good time. All right. Well, y'all take care. Let's go uh, get Modern Warfare downloading. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting, picking it up tomorrow. Later. Take it easy, guys. Later.